Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, thanks for joining me on the Barbican's Nothing Concrete podcast for this series, The Music of the Black Renaissance. My name is Dr. Samantha Ege, and we are exploring classical composers of the Black Renaissance with a special focus on piano music in the city of Chicago. At the beginning of the 20th century, thousands of African-Americans moved to Chicago as part of the Great Migration. The Black Chicago Renaissance was born out of their desire to create better lives than the ones they had left behind. Within Chicago's Southside neighborhood, numerous women came together to build communities for black classical musicians. In doing so, they broke down boundaries in American music and placed African-American heritage front and center. The Black Chicago Renaissance echoes the better known Harlem Renaissance that spanned the 1920s and 30s. The Black Chicago Renaissance is understood as an offshoot picking up after the Harlem Renaissance in the 1930s and continuing through to about 1960. But when we look at the classical music roots of Chicago's cultural rebirth, a different narrative begins to emerge. One that really suggests that this movement began much earlier and that women were a driving force. It was said that you couldn't think of music in Chicago without thinking about the Bonds family. And so we'll begin there. Margaret Bonds was born in 1913 and died in 1972. She was a child prodigy and daughter of the Black Chicago Renaissance. Unlike her mother, Estella Bonds, who was from New York, and her father, Monroe Alpheus Majors, who was born in Texas, Margaret was born and raised in Chicago's Southside neighborhood. A roster of the most prominent black classical composers and performers from the early 20th century enriched her upbringing and musical education. The Bonds home assumed multiple functions as a space for club meetings, rehearsals, salons, and a place of refuge for those in need. This is the environment that I write about as a music historian because it helps us expand our thinking about black women in music. We begin to understand individuals like Margaret Bonds not as outliers or anomalies, but as products of a specific time and place, and as members of networks that thrived irrespective of white mainstream acceptance. 
While Margaret Bonds became more prolific as a composer upon moving to New York in 1939 when she was 33 years old, her formative years in Chicago provided her with a sort of blueprint for how to shape a compositional voice that honoured the past and spoke to the needs of the present. A voice that resonated with the collective, but was ultimately, undeniably, her own. Margaret Bond's Troubled Water, which was composed in 1967, is one of my favourite pieces of all time. I first heard the version for piano solo in 2009 when I was an undergraduate exchange student studying abroad at McGill University in Canada. I think the pianist on the recording was the late Helen Walker Hill. I just remember how captivated I was by the opening bass line, this oscillating passage. I couldn't quite locate the beat. It was so enigmatic and it drew me in. Then another line entered over the bass line. It was like an invitation pulling me into the unknown. But then the melody began. The melody from the Negro spiritual weighed in the water. The spiritual connection really resonated with me. I was moved by Bond's uplift of a heritage that has been so often degraded, especially through blackface minstrelsy. Fleetingly, I relived the quiet discomfort of playing Debussy's Gollywog's Cakewalk. And it was a quiet discomfort because the overt racism of the piece was a conversation that my piano teacher was not equipped to handle at that time and I, as a young student, wasn't brave enough to enact. But Troubled Water opened a new conversation about what the world of classical music could be. In Troubled Water, the lines between classical forms, vernacular song, jazz pianism and romantic gestures are gloriously blurred. And it's in this delightful mix that I hear the influence of the Black Chicago Renaissance and the women who made it what it was. Those of Estella Bond's generation built networks both nationally and locally, and these networks equipped Black Americans with the tools to pursue professional lives in classical music. One example was the Chicago Music Association, of which Estella would later become president. Clubs like the Chicago Music Association provided Margaret with financial support and opportunities to compose and perform. They enabled her to find success along her musical path, even as the racial violence and sexist dictates of Jim Crow America worked to curtail her ambition. Margaret attended classes and lecture recitals led by the women of her mother's generation. Florence Price, a matriarch of the Black Chicago Renaissance and the first black woman to have a symphony performed by a major national orchestra, in fact taught the young Margaret about composition and piano performance. And Margaret later became one of the most important champions of Price's music. Price dedicated her fantasy negre number no. one in E minor to a 15-year-old Margaret Bonds, and the piece actually bears the inscription to my talented little friend, Margaret A. Bonds. From the earlier generation, 
Bonds learned that the folk songs of the enslaved had an important role in shaping a distinctly American music. Dvorak had said this too a few decades earlier, but the message from the matriarchs of the Black Chicago Renaissance was much more direct. They wanted mainstream audiences to not only respect African-American folk heritage, but to recognize the Black composers who, even before Dvorak, had been bringing Black musical influences into classical forms. They encouraged Margaret and her generation to strengthen their musicianship by studying music theory and European techniques, while also being proud of their African ancestry and the creative forms that emerged on the plantation. I didn't realize until much later that Troubled Water was actually the final piece in a three-part composition called Spiritual Suite. Valley of the Bones is the first movement and is based on the spiritual dry bones. The Bells is the second movement and is based on the spiritual Peter Go Ring Dem Bells. Although Bonds was no longer living in Chicago when she wrote The Spiritual Suite, the influence of her teachers like Florence Price and William Dawson is undeniable. Like her predecessors, she brings together black vernacular idioms and classical conventions. She finds inspiration in the past and shapes this into a distinct voice that suggests hope for the future. For me, the bells perfectly captures this resolute spirit. spiritual suite is incredible to play. It truly captures the spirit of the Black Renaissance. The deep reverence of African-American folk traditions housed in the most wondrous expressivity. I hope you enjoyed it too. And if you've liked today's episode, subscribe to the Barbican's Nothing Concrete podcast on Acast, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was recorded by Rowan Lovell. My albums featuring the music in this podcast, including Margaret Bond's full spiritual suite, are available to buy on the Laurelt label. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.